Hello and welcome to Everyday Eternal number 163, your favorite most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Evan Lazar, who upgraded from the Delver to Grizzlebrand here. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. And now I'm actually here waiting for the rest of the crew to arrive because we are already oh, just a casual 22 minutes past time. But yeah, this... <laughs> nothing crazy to see here tomorrow is actually gonna be a carnival tuesday in germany and we basically all the companies voluntarily give their people like half a day off uh, i don't know if it's all the companies but it's like at least Bavaria, it's a very common thing basically everybody gets half a day off unless i guess you you are actually like essential and not like working for like a tour operator rescuing people from i don't know cancel flights on the other side of the planet like that i can wait for a day Yo, 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 we got Kai in here. Hey, Kai, first one to join. What up? Kai wins the silver medal. Let's see if Callum can actually make it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> second. Nice. Second, second. Callum still not here. Callum. Okay, we are still accepting bets whether Callum will actually join us tonight or not. Maybe he's, um, yeah, he's going to be the fourth player. Yeah, he's gonna, <laughs> like some random person is yeah, gonna dude. like just piece together the link and join us i guess technically you know you could be somebody messed you could do so many fucked up messed up things by randomly guessing a url like you you could join the next recording of the i don't know what's the most influential thing in the world I'm, like the next sex podcast or something yeah yeah is yeah a thing? Like, oh my god should i like google sex podcast I mean, it's, it's, it's a raffle yeah you, you just you just got to join like a, a podcast the at best, random the best the 10 Best German sex podcasts. Uh, okay, the first one is called Come On, Come. <laughs> <laughs> is this normal? In the name of the of the trousers, better than sex. I mean, I, I hope oh. they do like listener questions and. Okay, okay, this is this is a really awkward one. This one is called the Sex Podcast for Adults. Which, oh like, no! Uh, oh yeah. Where, what's the one for kids? Yeah, I want <laughs> exactly the one. I want right. the one for the kids. <laughs> okay, we, we just got cancelled within the first couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, one hour of love. Okay. Okay. Never, yeah, we clearly picked the wrong podcast name. Everyday channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyday adult. <laughs> okay, and the other. Okay, this is the cheapest one. Doctor. Uh, actually, is that a thing in English? Doctor games? Like German, we call it Doctor Spieler. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like some weird kind of fetish, but yeah, it, it, it is. I, I guess actually it can be. I, I'm not even sure, but yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we, we we missed like one month of podcasting, right? I think so. Like the last one was like I want to say like a month ago or something. Yeah, people have been asking on uh, on on Twitch and on on like seven on Twitch. I even had yeah on I that ancient like the, the you you've seen the Egyptians right in the pyramids down there. Like, they have those hieroglyphs and stuff. I feel like mm -hmm. that's what Twitch is these days. <laughs> like, how often do you still go to Twitch? Like, I go there, like, basically once a month, like, when Kai is streaming. <laughs> Yo, Callum, we got you here. Oh, Callum is so quiet, nobody can hear. He needs to amplify his voice. He, he needs to get yeah. one of those things. We got there we go, yeah. there we go. There. Revive them from, oh, from the back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's a bit of a stop. Okay, okay, we can make it work. What's up, gamers? Sup, sup, gang. This, this is what I... This is the setting I always have, Julian. So I hope it's okay. <laughs> Aren't you working from home now? Aren't you like like? Do you guys call it home office in English as well? Yeah, I call it my room. But <laughs> you call it your room, <laughs> my room office. You, can, can you get like a tax discount for that? I didn't even think of that. I did actually but in Germany. You can. I did actually look into. It, I think. I think it's if um, it takes up like ten percent of your space at home. But I think. Oh yeah, I like, think like it might, fifty easily. But I think it might have to be like your business or something. I don't know. 
I yeah, I, I think you can do shit like that, but like you, you gotta you gotta basically show off that that room is specifically for your business, right, and for nothing else. Like you, no, but if, if you're an employee, you can just like get get a tax discount if you're an employee if you work from home, just just because of that. I mean, if you, if you're if you got your own company, it's different, right? That I think you can get an even bigger discount for that in the first place. But even as a normal employee, I'm pretty sure you can. I need to look into that because I think yeah, I've heard of it and then I've just forgotten about it. Yeah. Everyday tax advice, cross-country <laughs> international, unqualified amateur yeah. tax advice—the best thing you can ever ask for. That's right? the moment where I shut up because I don't want to mess anything up here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kai and I were just talking. Like it's—it's it's been a month, right? Ever since we last recorded, it feels and then like I immediately interrupted him after he said the first five words. Yeah, like who are you guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm Bob. Hi, nice like, to meet you. What is this? <laughs> uh, are you are you the legacy GP competitor, Robert Wong? We're like, did I sort mm-hmm. um, sign up for the for the for the Serum Visions podcast here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been cheating on us, right? <laughs> oh shit! We've been doing that every week, actually. So, oh no! <laughs> wait, wait, what cheating on me? No, yeah, talking with, Serum with, Visions. With Serum Visions, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically the same, right? You know, I, I've been wondering how long until we get the next the next Legacy's Allure thingy. Like, I think of all the history great, of it? Legacy. Yeah, but I think there there's been like three different types of content creators who all named themselves Legacy Sonor. <laughs> like I think like a podcast and I think two article series or something. So should we rename think, ourselves? Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. I, I was just saying it's been long enough for the next one to, to pop up now. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this year. Somebody's going to take the name. I just remember the last one. It was Zach doing like really in-depth deep dives on one deck, right? Mm-hmm. I remember oh, that. Yeah. I think I've been on that, yeah. I don't know the other ones though. Ah, uh, there was an article series. I think it might have even been on Star City Games for like a hot minute or something. Ah, and they had the actual card, just like the top artwork, right? The the and enchantment they... from Tempest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. where you can like basically steal creatures, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think there was a second article series before that. But okay. Th- that was like in the depth of, you know, the belly of, of Eternal Magic 20 years ago or something. See, when you say there was three, I was like, yeah, yeah of course there was three. I know that. And then I'm like, shit, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page well, here. <laughs> but Kai, what, what, Kai, what have you been up to? I think you've, you're the only one who has actually been playing Legacy as of late. Oh, yeah. I, I played the uh, the Legacy Challenge yesterday. I think that was the first Legacy Challenge I played in 2024. And nice. We made top eight, boys. Woo! We made top eight. Um, oh, I tuned in for a hot minute. Like, I I, I loved watching. Like, you you you. You did some pretty good doomsdaying. <laughs> like, you told me that Thanks, this deck is not positioned very well. <laughs> Um, I gotta say, like I was, I was a little bit out of the loop because um, I I spent the majority of my time not focusing on legacy too much, um, but instead on on standard and on commander. And I I I thought I would never say that because those two formats are like so far off. But I told my partner to play Magic, and there's no better nice. place to start Magic than Magic Arena. And the, the first thing you pick up as a Magic beginner is probably standard. So I had to look into like the standard meta game. And I gotta tell you, like I don't wanna dive too much into standard because I also don't know much about it. But looking at those standard decks, holy smokes, they have almost the same power level as like modern decks when modern started out. Wait, seriously? Yes, dude, like the, the costs are real. Like people are playing like Shieldred <laughs> and uh, what, the Yuka, Yuta Takahashi, um, Fairy Masterminds. Removal is super cheap. They have like cut downs and like, you know, go for a throat and a million counter spells and that the card deck are- is fast as well. Dude, the decks are so good. Seriously, <laughs> I've heard that Sanders is very good at the moment, though. You know, I I wanna I wanna explore the beginning part again. You you told your girlfriend to play standard, like that's just like that's how you introduced this whole topic. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, yo, you. 
play standard. Here we go. Let's do it. No, like, like <laughs> yeah, like like you know, she she spent too much time um playing like like nonsense mobile games on her phone, right? And and then oh, uh, Clash of yeah, and, and stuff, yeah. And then we had that conversation about magic and why I spent so much time with magic, blah blah blah. And then she's like, yeah, yeah I kind of want to give it a try, you know, and uh, and she's gone. <laughs> and and she's uh, mythic level, I guess. Okay, yeah. no. no, like she's burning like those gems and a coin, like gold coins, like nonstop, right? Nice. Oh damn. I mean, it's a good like, game to get into. Can you actually keep it? Funnily enough, can you keep it going, or is, do you have to like constantly invest new money into? I think it? it's kind of similar to Magic Online. I think where um, is it? Like, I think if to break even, you have to go like like three two ish. I think. Like you, you, you can go, go infinite. It's a bit harder, but the problem with yeah. arena is it's it's a black hole. Like you can never cash out. So if you keep breaking even, you like can I think check in any time you like, it's, it's like that. But yeah, you can't <laughs> check out. Basically, <laughs> exactly. Like Magic Online, you can actually make money, which is lovely if you're good enough and things. But arena oh, is just like you can build your collection, and then maybe there's a secondary market where people buy collections. I I don't know, but. I mean, I guess you could sell your account, which would totally be not against the terms of service. <laughs> like your mail address and everything. Oh, God. The only people who have actually have any expectation of ever doing well, like, Dude, put their original mail address I mean, like, in how much would you pay for for an account called LSV? You know, you, you actually buy it from LSV, like the, yeah, the standard yes. account. Oh, do you want a good, I mean, you want I, a good story about this? Um, oh, a really good friend of mine from London called Jamie. He'll, he'll listen to this as well. So, Jamie, shout out to your old Arena account. You know what's coming. His old arena account was called Andrea Mangucci. Oh, no <laughs> way. Not so he would get tagged on Twitter quite a lot with people saying, hey, really good to just... Oh, sorry, Mengu would get tagged on Twitter saying, hey, really good to just play you on arena just now. And then post screenshots, Mengu was like, that's not me. What are you, what are you talking about? And so he built up a collection on there and then got too embarrassed by it. So I had to change and now his old collection's lost. <laughs> what? He, that, wait, wait, wait. You, you couldn't message like wizards and be like, hey, sorry, I, I made a mistake. This is actually not my name. I totally forgot. Maybe. I mean, this <laughs> How is you told accidentally me? type in Andrea Mangucci, dude? Like, I wasn't. I mean, you, you gotta make a case. <laughs> uh, or maybe you, you like it, it, it's even better because Andrea never plays under Andrea Mangucci on on Magic Online, right? He's got this Gnoral Grande, yeah, Grande or yeah. something. It's like big cheese. What, what does Gnoral actually mean? I don't actually know what it means, but it's basically it used to be a friend of his account, and then he got okay, it. Okay, the him. thing is, like, I Google I Google Gnoral, and the first thing that comes up is Andrea Mangucci's Twitter account. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, and the second one's the translation, which means gentleman. Oh, grand, he, he, gnor, grand gentleman. He is a gentleman uh -huh. and a scholar. So. But it's spelled slightly different. Anyway, oh, gnor, okay, whatever. Maybe it's also Gnor il grande. <laughs> Which would, so Dude, we gotta sense. brush up our <laughs> Italian seriously. That's all. Oh, mangiare, so fanculo, poca madonna. Oh, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, like you, you definitely can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kai, you, you gotta tell us. Like, I, I looked at your, at your results from yesterday, and like you started out really well. And then your opponent didn't show up and you lost 0-2. Like, how did that, that oh, come Oh, dude, that was insane. That was the first time happening, not only to me, like but the whole Legacy Challenge and literally everyone who was on Magic Online, even people in leagues and in tournament practice rooms and whatever, right? Like, <laughs> there, there was a time yesterday, it must have been like maybe like 6 p.m. or so, like, and it was the, the sixth round of the Legacy Challenge and it, it started and then... Basically, the um, the whole entire screen froze for like a second or two, and then everyone got a loss. Everyone got a loss, and and then it's and then the program said basically we're waiting for the seventh round. 
<laughs> I was like, like, what? like yeah, like, I was live streaming this event, right? And like, all of a sudden, like, um, my viewers kind of like doubled because like all because all the all the magic online people like went into my stream for for some reason they, they just wanted to know what like what's what's going on right and yeah. i didn't know like i couldn't even tell them an answer you know i, I was sitting there like oh oh you know some kind of crazy sun emp hit the magic online servers and everybody got a loss and yeah. like hi what the fuck have you done man seriously <laughs> like i felt a little bit like responsible for all this mess up but yeah, yeah damn okay. right you should have fixed it <laughs> was it you that sent all the the sets today uh psh- <laughs> <laughs> but holy smokes uh yeah that was that was a hell of a hell of an experience i've never i've never seen something like that and apparently like no one else has because um yeah never, like no, i've never heard this before yeah no one had, had an answer so so what's the great magic online blackout or something like like we got hit by some kind of asteroid or i don't know no, no idea but what's funny is that like a lot of people kept playing with a terrible record like three and five or you know <laughs> two and four because like everyone got a loss right there was not a single undefeated player in that tournament so <laughs> tiebreakers are more relevant i guess dude i've never seen so many four threes making it into a top eight like yesterday it's so funny also who knows maybe it like paired top eight by your losses rather than wins Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, just like the completely other way around <laughs> yeah. i just saw today that andreas peterson like echo baron and posted that he somehow got six sets of the knee of murders at markov manor so as compensation it, are you kidding it, it appears that everyone got sent sets rather than boosters <clears throat> <laughs> yep Dude, this is, this is yeah. getting better every minute yeah <laughs> I, I only found out like an hour ago. Make it rain. Be, but yeah. And you get a set, and you get a set, and you get a set. <laughs> Dude, honestly though, that, that would like lead to some serious inflation, I would think. Yes. It's, um, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I'm just checking now. You know, we're, we're going to do like, we're going to pull in Argentina. We're going to elect a clown, do do a currency um, reform and, and just like start from scratch. Yeah. Like, forget <laughs> about like, we had like ghost points in the past and we have player points. Now, like everything is going to go to to hell and we're going to have like awesomeness points. Like, I don't know. What, what, uh, okay, I guess Sumas wouldn't really be into it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, whatever our stupid marketing slang we can come up with, and that's going to be the new currency on Magic Online. Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm, but, I'm yeah. just reading. Sorry, I'm treating Twitter and Magical Line, they've addressed it an hour ago. But yeah, they incorrectly awarded full sets of the latest <laughs> set rather than boosters. This is so great. So I guess the economy for that set just like crashed in a second. Oh, probably. <laughs> it's the- That's the coolest story of the yield thus far, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Though. I, I mean, I feel bad for them. And if I was the person causing this, I, I, I would feel even worse. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I, I just want to see the. the, the the whole thing yeah. burn like not magic online and not the daybreak game but i like chaos i like chaos but again so you know like every time shit like that happens they're like two kinds of people right like they're they're like the ones who really freak out about it and like make a huge scene out of this and then there are people like most of us or you know like all those like the twitcher like we, we kind of laughed about the situation it was it was kind of hilarious honestly mm. yeah i mean as long as i don't come out of it worse than i went into it like but, it, it's hard like they usually make it so that you at least get compensated with what you lost yeah if not for your time but i mean that's just the nature of it we're not they're not gonna pay us for our lost time but let, <laughs> yeah but let's say for like a legacy challenge right like if everyone gets a loss like how does that does it change the the outcome of you know the tournament <sighs> if everyone gets a loss like it's it's kind of weird. Because I actually I, I would think not, right? Yeah, I'm terrible at math. That, that's why I'm asking seriously, because mm-hmm. I, I I don't think so, right? Yeah, technically, like it wouldn't really make a difference, right? Like you're everybody's gonna have 
But actually, I'm not even sure if you were going to have worse tiebreakers because you you lost to somebody who doesn't exist, so they don't contribute to your tiebreakers. <laughs> so if anything, it, it would only be like affecting tiebreakers, and I don't think it will. Like everybody's going to have worse tiebreakers across the board, I would guess. Like your second or third tiebreaker, actually your second tiebreaker will be affected, which like doesn't really matter. So yeah, I think there's like half random losses. Or, you know what they do in football, in, in, in soccer? Mm. So in, in Germany, there have been these, these new... Um, I don't know, custom leagues of like, I don't know, four against four, five against five aside. And they, they've been pushed by like sometimes even current professional footballers or like former professional footballers. And they they make it so that they are more entertaining, not so much drawn out. I say that as somebody who loves watching football, but I guess I get the why some, some people don't feel the appeal to it. So what they have is like a lot of action, action, action. And then they have like random events dropping. Like I haven't actually watched one of those those um, tournaments yet, but they, they like like in a Super Mario game, you know, you unlock a power-up and all of a sudden one of the team is only supposed to play like with their left foot or their weak foot or or do this and that. And I mean, that's what's happening on Magic Online. Now this round, everybody gets a loss. Next <laughs> round, everybody starts on 12 cards. The following round, you set your life total to five at the beginning. Dude, Good luck, that. have fun, players. That's kind so of that's cool. the concept of it. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of Plane Chase. I don't know if you've ever played Plane, oh, plane yeah. Chase, but like it's a strange <laughs> thing you put in the middle, right? And um, yeah, yeah, everyone gets like yeah. a... <laughs> A bonus a or like chase a, dice or something dude it's like the most party game ever <laughs> <laughs> honestly I mean, maybe that's what it was, it was even supposed to to be i don't know but but kai uh, like you, you made top eight how do you feel up against doomsday now after you just told me that it's in a terrible spot yeah so um i i maybe i, I was really chill about this this whole tournament and also about the deck i built a deck like a day ago uh, a, a day prior to the event, after talking to, you know, like Martin Nielsen as always and a few other people. And um, I didn't have like high expectations because I haven't, like, as, I, as I said, like I haven't played a challenge in almost like a month or two maybe at this point. And I just didn't know what, you know, what the real grinders are up to these days. So, so I was kind of like neutral and um, I just hopped into this tournament without, you know, like... Yeah, high expectations, as I, as I mentioned, right? And maybe mm -hmm. based on that, I kind of took it like really easy going and just didn't worry about everything. And that got got me like really relaxed. And uh, maybe that kind of mm -hmm. mindset carried me throughout the whole tournament. Like the, the one loss I take was, dude, I got slapped so hard by uh, <laughs> no other than um, Demir Scam, which is the terrible matchup, um, as we've you know, mentioned on this podcast like a million times already. But then I got also get I got paired against like Maverick, you know, and like uh Wait, straight up green up yeah, Maverick, yeah. like Mother of Fruits, Grip Ranger? And like Gadok Teak, yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of can, stuff. Can you beat uh, oh, oh yeah, of course you can beat Gadok Teak. Dude, like I, <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, how are you gonna cast Tendrils? Seriously, like, yeah. yeah, I was like I paused for like a whole minute thinking about Gadok Teak because I had an active force of will. But I'm like, like the it doesn't really do anything, right? Like it doesn't stop Doomster, it doesn't stop Oracle. Sure you can have it. And then uh and then I dismembered it the, and then the turn off because I was a little worried regardless. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, uh, uh, I could have forced it, but eh, yeah. it's probably not going to do anything. It's better be safe than sorry. Let's dismember it. Unless, you know, they could have had something like uh, Legolas Quick Reflexes or something. Oh, dude. Yeah. That card was not even on my radar, but yeah, 100%. I mean, it wouldn't have done anything anyways, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it could have like randomly killed Oracle. And then you wouldn't have. Oh, well, yeah, you, you, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you tap Gadok Teak? Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 
No, but it was it was good. It was it was really really fun. I uh, played against a lot of different decks, also decks that I didn't expect um in and uh, this month, like including like Jeskai Control, like good old Jeskai Control, um Love and. It. Yeah, like the the, the field was, was was really open, like against um a, a chain of smog reanimator deck. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's been a thing. Golgari, but they played a f the full playset of the new um surveillance. Um, oh, they're supposed to be good. I saw that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from yeah from Murder at uh, Call of Manor. There there's I think like a full circle of um those those lands. You, you can fetch them at end of turn, and you get a free surveil, which is really valuable in a, in a high fo um, power format as yeah, I, Legacy, and a lot of people abuse those. I think, I think, right? I think every Legacy deck, if you, play, if you play fetches, should be thinking about playing at least one. Uh, just having one in the deck to fetch, as you say, end of turn. Like, a surveil could be turning your DRC on, getting Murktide out a turn earlier, putting a Grizzlebrand or an Archon in the graveyard, or, like, putting something there for Snapcaster Mage or yeah. Mystic Sanctuary. Like, this is just off the top of my head. There's so much value in putting stuff in your graveyard and legacy, obviously, that, yeah. Is it actually surveil or is it scry? It's surveil. That, 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 oh, that what makes it so that's good. Really good. It's, it's not oh, a, that's insanely good. Yeah, and it has, like, the basic land types, right? It's not the temple... Um, Temple of, mm, I don't know, whatever they're Yeah, called. Temple of Enlightenment and that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think those... Oh, yeah, like any kind of like four-color control deck, like they're going to play at least one of them, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's definitely a, like a tension between how many Triomes and these lands you can play because tapped is a real cost, but I think... But then again, those decks, like the, the only time they really... Like they will sometimes go like turn one, nothing, mm -hmm. turn two, um, Beanstalk, and then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not the, the best sequence, but I guess... Yeah. Like the, the, where it shines the most, you, you already mentioned that, right? If later on in the game when you top like a fetch land, you you feel really bad, mm -hmm. but at least it's gonna make your next two draws a lot better. Do you think Delver plays one? I feel like oh, yes, I don't, but it's oh, man. I, I mean, dazing I mean, it back and then carry on surveilling. It's uh, uh, the thing is, my, my gut bad. feeling is no, because I think I'd rather have Mystic Sanctuary, but I could mm. be wrong. But then again, like you, you don't really turn on Mystic Sanctuary all that often. Oh, ah. Damn, I like. I think it's just like such a such a big cost for Delver to to have a land that comes into play tapped. I yeah. think. Maybe. Imagine if you keep like a one lander and that's that land. You know. <laughs> Maybe like the the classic shell of pretty low, like decks with actual Delver or like the more aggressive slant probably don't say play eighteen lands or seventeen, but the more mid rangey ones like thinking Daniel Gertrude's kind of kind of decks or ones with questing Druid. Maybe like they play the nineteenth land as this or something. Yeah. No, seriously, there's, like, there's like a lot of stuff you can do with them. Like, I, I've I've seen it in Doomsday already where people, you know, play that land or fetch for that land after Doomsday to go, like, a yeah, deep under the pile. That's cool. But then, like, but then again, like, even in a deck like Painter, like, I, I don't even know how, how, what, the, what the mana base looks like these days, but imagine, like, like uh, milling a Painter Savannah, you have, like, a Goblin mm -hmm. Engineer in play. That's I think you don't. Oh, that would be so dirty. Dude, that would be <laughs> so insane. Put it there, yeah, speed yeah. with a fetch land. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it doesn't play enough fetches to do it, but it's a really cool thought. One is enough. That's <laughs> true, it's true. I mean, it, uh, oh my god. Uh, it's cool then. It, it's kind of funny, like, I've been totally out of Legacy this year. This is, like, I, I still played, like, I think at the very beginning of, of January, and ever since, I, I don't believe I've played a single match of Legacy yet. And Damn. it's, yeah, it's, it's, kept, it's been kind of funny. Are you all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm more alright than ever I guess like it's, it's just like I've been away on the trade fair for nine days basically and then like the next nine or two, two, basically two weeks where I was like super busy sending people to Kenya and also like people please please if you want to go on a this is totally off topic but I gotta get this off my chest if you want to go on a privately organized safari with like your own dedicated safari guide and it's just like you and your partner for example I was about to do that actually and you, yeah. 
Yeah, it's right. Everybody <laughs> does it like every other week, right? And if you do that and you come to me with an offer, please give me a budget or at least listen to me because on average, if it doesn't involve flying in the country and you don't go to Masamara, but to all the other amazing parks, it's about 500 euros I've got, I've per got person five euros. per night. Like people come to me, they're like, oh, you know, I want to do like two weeks safari and I want to like do everything and I want to pay five euros. <laughs> That's me and Kai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised. Uh, you'd be surprised. You, you you learn to like first quick quick check but mm-hmm. then like it, for, for the budget yeah but like it's so hard for for like regular for like non-safari people to to kind of estimate how how much such a yeah. such a safari costs right and that's the beauty of it like i complain about it but in the end the, the fact that it's so obscure and hard to grasp and hard to understand and hard to get like the proper value that you want for your money i mean that's why people like me exist right yes. so for all the complaining i do about people being like oh it's that much it's also basically why i can send it to them because otherwise they could just like order i don't know mech safari or something and just go for it this, <laughs> this happens in like a lot of industries though. Like, it happens all the time in my my shop that I work for, like KMR Audio, is we sell very high, expensive um, recording equipment. Someone comes in, they say, what do you recommend? What's good? They could buy something for £50,000 or they could buy something for £100. You've got to, like, you know, ask them their budget. And then when you get to that part, then you can make recommendations. It's quite a normal thing, I think. But a lot of people... Yeah. You know what you should do? When, when they come in, like, okay, what what's good? You should be like, oh, good. Um no, we, we don't trade in good. No, we just, <laughs> we trade in. It's, it's basically what, like when, when somebody comes to me and, and, and I get that vibe mm-hmm. that they would be like receptive to that and they come to me and, and they're like, oh, I just want to go to a nice place. I, I give them the look and I sometimes say, oh, nice. No, no, we don't do nice. No. <laughs> uh, then like I ask my colleague if she's nearby, you know, Tina, do, do we do nice? No, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry man. Maybe it's over there. Nice like, that, that's how you get them. <laughs> You you really gotta get the vibe because if you do that to the wrong person, it's just like it's just disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, like like maybe this applies to like literally everything, like also to magic, right? Like I I still ima- um remember like how like one of my best friends, like he um he and I like we went to this LGS like ten plus years ago, and and he bought a tabernacle for like two hundred euros and and i called him like stupid for like a week or two and 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 now like i'm the stupid one and you know like it, it's all if, I, I get, yeah relative and like if you get used to it it's it, it's it's kind of what it is right like now i can definitely see why a card like tabernacle is like that expensive like but if, oh, you if, didn't back then? You, you thought, like, your friend was getting ripped off? Oh, I told 100%. I thought 100%. I, I just thought, yeah, I thought that the shop just kind of messed up. Maybe they had, like, an, a new trainee in the shop or something someone, something like that. And, and they, they kind of, like, it on accident, yeah, added, like, two more digits to this magic card, right? Like, two bucks, maybe, for this tab, like, but 200? Hell no. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude, and you fell for it. Oh, my God, I completely. I'm going to sell you two more of those. I get some of them at home. Like, you pay me $100. Sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go for it. Yeah, <laughs> no, but seriously, I've been I've been completely out of. I think this is the biggest. It, it wasn't even a conscious break, but this is, yeah, this is the biggest break I have taken from Magic, which is basically now one and a half months. Ever since. And I keep going back to that, and I'm not bitter about that. Uh, yes, I kind of am. Ever since they did not ban Dig Through Time <laughs> right after GP, GP <laughs> Lil in 2015. God. And only on the the following announcement, like two months later. Oh, I basically, yeah. in the late summer of 2015, I took like a two-month break. I, I bought a PlayStation 4, and I played GTA 5. <laughs> and was like, 
It was great. <laughs> We've talked about this before in the podcast, but that was one of my yeah. favorite times playing Legacy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dude, so me too. Oh my goodness, that's so. I think that's like the big, like the most like controversial thing on this podcast for ever. Sure, I think for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, a lot of people didn't like it, and I, I totally get it. But copying Dig Through Time with Pyromancer Ascension is just one of my favorite things I've ever done in oh the format goodness, by far. Like, oh my goodness, I was playing. Is that what you did in those two months? Oh my I was playing, god, I was playing guys. Crick's control with like two young Pyromancers as the win condition. But actually, you won oh. with like bolts and Pyromancer Ascension. Oh, it was so oh, beautiful. Love that. Love that. Like, it love sounds that. almost like Underworld Breach. Like, yeah, it, it, kinda. that deck destroyed it, miracles. It was insane. Oh, it was so yeah. fun. Like good old get, get probe and cobalt therapy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The deck was broken. It was insane. What a monster. Yeah. What a monster. Sorry. <laughs> That's interesting. But like, but th th it's a different reason for this, uh, for this time, right, Julian? Cause, um, it's not about the state of legacy. What, what? Uh, is uh, it maybe maybe like uh, i i don't feel like painter had been in a good position lately at least in the beginning of january last time i played which is also like why i stopped writing the, the the primer that i started working on because i felt like i wasn't really feeling it at that point even though like we previously came out of eternal weekend and the stats the stats very clearly told the story that painter was the best performing deck in all of the eternal weekends combined and everything but quickly after i felt like dude this these like four color beanstalk decks especially the ones without red for some reason like they they smashed us and even when i was like i sometimes i went into a couple of challenges where i was like okay you know what let's just like over sideboard against them let's just be like th that that's just something i do to clear my head where i'm just like i put in like four or five like super heavy dedicated sideboard cards against the decks i want to like crush and i sit there i'm like okay so what do i have magos of the moon blood moon so i actually have two boils in <laughs> my side like, didn't work Oil, see, that's the next step. That's the next. Step. Didn't somebody now? Was it kinder? No, it was. It was. Ah, uh, somebody now. Discord mm. chat brought up boil. Um, Chaby Stone, Chaby Stone. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I think he brought it up and and he did some dirty things with it. Or oh, maybe you you did it first. I don't know, but I, I I've seen. I haven't actually tech. played it yet. I, I I sleeved it up for we had RLM uh, three weeks ago now, and I sleeved it up like the beginning of January because I knew I was gonna have time before. I ended up playing a different deck, which we'll get to, but I don't know. In theory, like, it's going to take them by surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Destroy your life. if it ever resolves. Well, it's an instant okay. and you can Pyroblast. Like, yeah, the, the thing about it, though, is it, it gets like Hydroblast. Like, Hydroblasts mm -hmm. are so common. It, it's just so, so. Annoying. I just think if it's not on their radar and being an instant, I think you'll get them. That's true. That's and true. as soon as it's on people's radar, then it doesn't work anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. <laughs> What's a card that makes all yeah. lands islands? Quicksilver Fountain. We can engineer that into play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember. Like, I can talk shit now because it's been a while. But I remember the episode of of leaving a legacy, uh, where where I think somebody asked Cherry, like, what is the most likely uh, checkmouth to uh, uh, Urbok Tomb of checkmouth uh, thingy that they're gonna do for other lands, and. Ever since then, they did Yavimaya for forests. And I think his answer back then was like, oh, yeah, um, that the, the safest thing they could do is for islands. And I would, like, my head exploded <laughs> in that moment. It's just like, you see Carpet of Flowers choke, oh, boy, you God. see everything. You're like, this is the least safe thing by a, the hugest of marshes possible. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the chokes and carpet. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the options for, for, for swamps and for forests are kind of limited, How right? Good I, like I mean, people play, like, super spreading algae. And, and <laughs> yeah. what's that called? the cure it's, no the cure was a different deck that's like uh, albert's like um 
something yeah. sushi wetlands sushi 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 no, sushi loam or something yeah <laughs> something like sushi loam <laughs> sushi loam is a legacy deck don't I know. just don't remember what I it does I kind of feel offended <laughs> especially if you translate it, it. yeah like you, you never loam sushi like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> Ima Dude. imagine a red herbal can stump you though how good would that be actually actually it is it is sushi loam by the way yeah I think so destroy every land with sushi loam yeah yeah spreading algae and urban there we go did I mention that I have sushi for for lunch a lot of times now? Now that I like work inside Munich and there's like so many sushi places all you around. It's Magic Online at lunch. It's pretty cool. And I actually I I usually eat the the rolls recommended by Kai, not the you know dirty inside out California rolls. I don't do those. Yeah, because that, like it, it's damn like why it you know it just it just <laughs> it just, know, completely it just throws me it. off every single like why are people doing this? You know that's not that's not authentic. That okay here. Yeah, the thing is, like, the, the, the pure, like, tuna or, or, or salmon maki rolls, they are so boring. And if you go from there, like, the next step up is, like, proper good sushi nigiri. And th those are, like, five euros a piece or something, and nobody can, like, afford that. So, you know, you, you get the California rolls, and they're, like, good value for money. But, of course, it's yeah, not, but, like, but that's sushi. Like, that's, like, going to, like, a really nice Italian place, and then, you know, that, there's, like, the whole menu. And on the bottom, there's, like, this ugly... I don't know, five kilograms greasy uh, Texas pizza <laughs> on the same menu as everything else. Like, and you're like, oh yeah, best ready for money. Let's get that. I'll have two. <laughs> <laughs> One oh, for the road. I still have to, yeah, I still have to understand what's going on in those minds, but Poo. crime, big crime. Yeah. Big, big, big crime, big pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I've, the weird part is I, I haven't really been missing it I've been thinking a lot about like I, I guess that's part of my job and um, I do so many thoughts actually I wanted to come into the episode and I wanted to like actually explain why we missed the last episode and then I realized hey we don't even have to explain that because I like this podcast started out as a bunch of people hanging out just having a good time and then eventually it developed into into like a bunch of people hating brainstorm and then new people came <laughs> in and they 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 started hating like one of them started hating miracles and the other ones are just like pretending they they also do <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's always been like that right and uh, like when we missed the last episode i was like in my head oh dude we, we really like we, we promised like two episodes a month and we really gotta get one out and i don't want to like draw like oh, no. uh, in german we say i don't want to draw contents from my fingers where i like try to create content for the sake of it and like uh, that, that very clearly like after like the first couple of minutes of thinking about that i was like dude this is like not what the podcast is all about right yeah. it's like oh. we just come here we hang out yeah. we have a good time people yeah people can chill they, mm -hmm. they can listen to the last podcast twice <laughs> you're the best man. same thing <laughs> you should be working for mckinsey or something <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is just just like i i, I didn't really like I just want this to still be like the random chill whatever hangout where we can talk about whatever we want because also and that's something i only really very recently became aware of which is like actually it's not even weird that there's like people creating content and like not even the legacy space uh, i'm talking about a more general magic thingy and i i got to know that there are actually some people out there who do this for a living and they don't really enjoy it all that much, mm. but they are not that much anymore. And I'm definitely not going to name names. And also, like, you wouldn't know who it is because it's not somebody associated with me anyway. Mm. And they, they just, like, they don't phone it in. But when you know that they do, all of a sudden you realize, oh, they 
they're kind of phoning it in and like oh my god this is like especially since this is just like a hobby and not like like what we do for a living i i, I definitely don't want to be that and like all of that in my head like last month was like okay this is not what everyday china is all about so let's just like skip this episode because we really don't have time and just come back together here and criticize kai sushi <laughs> yeah just so much better i mean i mean ps we have like zero show notes for um for this episode oh we do have yeah. show notes i just didn't share them <laughs> <laughs> oh we do have show are you kidding wait, no, me julian and me have them yeah we're good i'm, I'm reading them I, right I now have the most Wait, how, Am how, I in the how, wrong chat? Is this, this the wrong country? Kai smells. Wait, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right, we got the Kai approved ones. I think this <laughs> no, one. like the Kai smells. Every, every show note starts with that <laughs> sentence. Can so you I... see them? Can you see them over here? I just posted them. Yeah. In the in the cast thing. Okay, anonymous oh. kiwi is, is what it says in Google. Uh, I'm, oh, that's I'm Kai. A kiwi okay, then. and kiwi. And yeah. oh, and you're anonymous axolotl. Cool. Okay, everybody, hands up in chat. Uh, but you don't have a chat. <laughs> who who knows what an axolotl is? Because my little niece, she went to you know in Germany we have carnival too. It's not as hot and sexy as like Brazilian carnival, but you also have it. <laughs> and my my little niece, she dressed up as an axolotl. So my she's like five. Both my hands are on the floor right now because I have no idea. Okay, okay. Well, it's it's yeah. You you have to Google it to know it. And apparently in Germany you can actually buy axolotl costumes. <laughs> and she went to a costume party dressed as an axolotl. And I'm so proud of her because like nobody at that age knows what, what an axolotl is, but it's her favorite animal. I mean that that means and... I'm at ten, right? <laughs> and she just like she really wanted to go uh, as as an axolotl and oh, that, that's what she did that's cool that looks like a like a real life anime character oh yeah it's, the, the it, it, it's thing, yeah has salamanders. yeah dude look at the eyes it's just so cute it's Holy basically smokes. like what frogs start out but then they never evolve to be the full frog nice. oh kind man of, kind of like thing and yeah she she dressed as one of those and that's why i know what an axolotl is <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that's, that's so specific oh man i think like most girls want to dress up like a, as sailor moon or like any random disney princess no 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 nope. you, you know what my other niece dressed up as yeah as a sloth nice <laughs> that's just like her favorite <laughs> animal and you know i love the german name of sloth by the way in, in German, we, call, we literally call them lazy animal. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Just like German, German, German animal names is a completely different topic, but yeah, Germany is so great. Like every animal is either like some kind of animal or a pig. Like we have so many variants of pigs that aren't even pigs. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, how, how did we end up here? Oh yeah, we have show notes. We we have show notes, and you know, one of our listener questions submitted this week is from Neden, who always submits some of the very best questions, and this one is coming to us. In honor of Mitasu, which sounds like the OnlyFans person, and Legends of Runeterra, what's your favorite dad TCG? Well, I want to say Magic the Gathering. No. Whoa. <laughs> okay, Neiden is saying, mine is Android Netrunner. And at the time, I didn't even know Android Netrunner was dead. It literally died the second time, apparently, by now. This is kind of cool, right? You got this TCG who is, which has died a second time. That's kind of cool. Then that means it can't you know die, right? Behind it? Is, is it actually dead? You know the story behind? No, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's a okay. So Netrunner is the only other game designed by Richard Garfield in the beginning. There were two brothers, Magic mm -hmm. and Netrunner, and while Magic went on to great greatness, dude, I shouldn't be writing. Books. <laughs> is this the Brothers War, like rewritten by Julian? <laughs> oh yeah, one of them is Misha, one is Usa. Yeah. yeah, here we go. No, Netrunner was the, the the second game he designed at the time. And I think Wizards also produced it for a while, but of course, like, it was completely, completely outshone by, by, by Magic, like, not even comparable. But it, it existed, and then it went away. And then in 2012, Fantasy Flight Games came along, and they bought the license, but only a temporary license for it. And actually, that was the only other time that I um, quit Magic for 
basically also a couple of months to go really deep into Netrunner. And to this day, I guess I mentioned it before, I, I became like the Bavarian champion or something. I don't even know, the South, Southern German champion, whatever. And I went like almost all the way to the German championship. But right before the final tournament, I was like, okay, so there's this big, big Passar of Mox in Paris coming up, like 700 players. And there's the German Netrunner championship coming up. And I can really only prepare for one of them. <sighs> like I had really good chances for the German Netrunner championship. I think my, mm. my lifetime win record in Netrunner, and I'm not even kidding, is I think over 95%. And I mean, that was in the very beginning because like so many people did not understand the, the strategy behind the game. And if I had won that, I would have gotten like a free flight to the US to play the American championships, which by the way were happening in like Minis Wisconsin, Minnesota, I guess. Yeah, you take it. Uh, shout out to all our Wisconsinian and Minnesotanian okay. listeners out there. You rock. I've heard great things about your your places. Like they are so good. They even had the natural shape. Anyway, so I didn't play in that one. Actually, I did play in that one. The zero preparation. I got fifth. Uh, top four would have gotten like a, a year-long supply of every new product, which would have been insane. But yeah, you, you take it. <laughs> or you don't in that case. And yeah, I... I do miss Netrunner because it went on for a couple more years. It was insanely successful, insanely popular, insanely successful. And then the license ran out and they couldn't agree on renewing it. And then it just went dormant again and it died, which is like so crazy to me. But that's the story of Netrunner, how it died mm -hmm. twice and why it's such a legend of, of TCGs. And I, I want to say the asymmetrical gameplay is, is one of the coolest, best, best executed things I've ever seen in, in TCGs because... The, the flavor behind it is one person is the corporation and the other one is the hacker, the netrunner. Uh, the, yeah, I guess netrunner. And you try to break into their servers and steal their agendas. That's something that's worth points. And they try to defend and, and accomplish or score their agendas. And it's like, you know, one person is attacking, the other one is defending. And then after that has happened, you switch around and you play it from the other side. And like you, you also have your individual decks, and there's like four different corporations. And back when I played, there were like three different types of netrunners, and they were like all very flavorful and, and distinctive. And some cards were insanely, stupidly overpowered, like Hello Account Siphon. Like, <laughs> holy fuck, man. <laughs> that card was like busted beyond compare. And yeah, so I, I want to say netrunner is... is on par quality-wise with Magic, and that's really the only other game with that level of complexity that comes close. Like, once you decrease complexity, I think you can make a, a case for Lorcana, because I think Lorcana is really good. It's the best game ever since I played Magic and Netrunner, but that's on a, like, much lower complexity level. But yeah, my favorite that <laughs> died twice at TCG is Android Netrunner as well. Now you guys go. Oh dear. Have you ever played any other games? Like, like I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. My, mine's <laughs> quick and easy. Like, I'm not really a game person. Like, I just get hopelessly addicted to a few games, like Magic and now Warhammer and stuff. But otherwise, I played one game of Netrunner years and years and years and years ago, so I don't remember it. I don't really think I've played much else. So, no, I don't have a good answer, I'm afraid. That's interesting. This is, yeah. this is where Kai comes in, like, oh my god, Uno, Proto <laughs> Uno. <laughs> draw two, draw four, draw six. <laughs> Uh, I played a couple of a couple of TCGs um, before even before even touching ma Magic on um, Magic the Gathering. I think um, I, I played a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. I played a, de I definitely played um, some Pokemon like when it came out like ninety ninety seven. I think around yeah like I must have been like five or six years old. I think at this point. Um, I also What's your starter Pokemon. My st 
Like the card game, like you don't even have a start. No, do you? Oh man, I don't even remember. I see, remember no, now we know why it died. Actually, it didn't <laughs> die. No, but like, if, if you had to pick one, which one would it be? Oh, like um, the the the, the thing that evolves to Charizard. Dude, you're such a um, fraud. You don't even know what they're called. <laughs> no, I like oh. not in English. Uh, you, you know the charm name? Uh, I do. Yeah, it's um, oh, Glumanda. Glumanda. I don't. Oh, uh, what, what's it called in English? Um, it's like a lizard, it, it, like the red lizard thingy. Yeah, lizard, lizard. It's red probably lizard. called just like a random lizard. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it Charmanda or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Charmanda. Yeah. Okay, close. I would, yeah. I would have picked Pikachu, obviously, but <laughs> oh, you could only do okay. that like in the in the gold or yellow or something edition. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm but, totally, I'm totally Squirtle. Like I, I yeah. actually, I imported a fucking oversized Squirtle from Los Angeles during COVID to to Germany, which took like two months <laughs> or something. And I paid like 70 US dollars for it, but I really wanted it. It was a weird time. Sick. <laughs> yeah, humble brag. <laughs> Imagine like you have to go to customs to pick it up. They're like, what is it? It's like, yeah, it's an oversized Pokemon. It says you paid $70 for this, sir. <laughs> yes. Can I go now? <laughs> yes. Nerd. But I, th I think um, like the, the, the late 90s is, is when a lot of uh, TCGs um, popped out, like out of nowhere. Um, and like I was definitely there with the first edition of Pokemon. Like obviously the cards are, are much more expensive these days, but um, like the, with the initial set, I also played uh, One Piece as a card game, and I definitely enjoyed that one the most. I think among um, like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and, and One Piece at least. I didn't know about anything about Magic that came like two or three years later. Uh, Did you play like Star Wars? No, I was like I watched the Star Wars movies literally like a half a year ago for the first time. So oh, I, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, that, you, that, you never saw someone Darth Vader flying the X-Wing or something? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. He flies a TIE fighter, dude. You, you haven't watched the, the movies, have you? Uh-uh. Ah, okay, here we uh go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think, um, so I, I can't, I haven't really been up to date on, on, on those TCGs um, recently because I, I try to focus on one thing and it's, for me it's been like magic, like nonstop. Um, except that one little break for like three years when I was like a middle stu school student, I, I stopped, I paused Magic for a little bit to focus on Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40k. And I played that for like a couple of years and then I, I switched back to Magic. But um, from from a, like a from like a child's perspective, um, One Piece was really appealing because it's like a one versus one fight. Like you, you pick your character and, and there's like a lot of, it's almost like playing like a Voltron deck against another Voltron deck in Magic. You know, well, like, is, is, is it like well, um, uh, what, what, what's this card game that that people also play? That's like super. Oh my god, that's super popular card game. Not only with like like competitive gamers, but oh my god, what is it called? Poker. <laughs> the game that's not. <laughs> oh my god, how Munchkin? Munchkin. Oh Munchkin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Munchkin is basically like a Voltron thing, right? S yes, somewhat, somewhat similar. It, it, but it's not a multiplayer game, right? Munchkin is a, I think it's a multiplayer game, but. Um, one piece you play like one versus one but you oh, basically true, you yeah. pick your character and there's like a, a lot of attributes you, you, you can um yeah you can apply to your character i think and shit like that it's, you know it, it's also kind of like now that you mention it like it's kind of similar to pokemon too i think um but <laughs> yeah i guess yeah, yeah. Is, is pokemon a voltron game can you actually like equip your your pokemon with, with stuff like i don't know my pikachu gets into a tank and shoots oh, the, thunderbolt yeah there, or... there, there are items yeah there are items like um like chainsaws and stuff. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know, dude. Maybe they have chainsaws. Um, all I know is that people are getting a little pissed about the new designs of the Pokemon, and these days because they they tend to look like machines more than animals. Isn't that Digimon or something? 
it's getting really close dude like you, you you gotta check those uh new pokemons out they like some of them look kind of like, like kind of from like from outer space but in my head there's only like 150 pokemon and that's it yeah, i mean that's how a boom of things yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously like i, I i've never been into pokemon like i've never been a pokemon person but i've always like appreciated it for like the flavor and everything <clears throat> and but i i never really got the whole like Dude. more than 150 pokemon i think that's like there's mew and mewtwo and mm -hmm. and then there's like the three legendary ones yep. like one of them is like a flying thingy and then two more and Man. i think that makes it like 154 or something yeah. or 55 it's similar to me like i don't believe in anything after alpha in magic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know kind of just yeah like go back to your red. old school table <laughs> no right no 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 kind of plays like alpha 14 oh, like oh, can you, I just do it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like a it's a balanced choice, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just oh, God damn it's it. just a personal belief, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, the, but there's probably like a game group like this, right? Like where they only believe in like '93 only, probably, maybe? definitely, yeah. But but yeah, but I'll show you about Pokemon. Like, and I I had to take a couple of like when I when I lived in in Japan in Tokyo, there um I had to take a couple of my foreign friends who came visit Japan. Um, I had to take them to the Pokemon Center. So I I I've been to the Pokemon Center actually quite a few times but i don't know shit about the new pokemon so i couldn't like couldn't, they kept asking me questions about those pokemon it's like dude like i don't even <laughs> i don't know I don't like know. the people at the pokemon center I, also, like do i look like a nerd <laughs> yeah i do like <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh like you you guys have pokemon centers is that like where these these like hot girls hang out and they treat your pokemon oh god that sounds so sexual let me treat your pokemon no oh, it's, but what is a pokemon center no the, i mean these are like i think in the, in the game pokemon centers were uh, was the place where you could um i think heal your your pokemon if they yeah, have like, exactly. wounds and things in in japan that the pokemon center is basically a big store right we, we can just get a bunch of plushies and figures and, and, oh, and it's all like sorts Nintendo of stuff. World. yeah but that place exploded um when um pokemon go was a thing because apparently i think if it was your um on your birthday you got like a special pokemon uh, on your on your app that you can only get if you go into the pocket physically go into that pokemon center and stuff like that oh. right like they made it a big thing and pokemon go was so successful in japan i think uh, maybe like in, in most countries that it was it was it was quite the thing really I mean, the, the Pokemon Go is how a lot of people got into like GPS spoofing or whatever they call that. Like where you basically you manipulate your GPS data, like you kind of like hack um, the the input from the satellite into your phone, yeah. And you you make it so that you can be anywhere in the world, so you can like collect rare Pokemon from places you would otherwise need to fly to, which is like you know, I find it kind of cool. Like I don't know how, <laughs> how big of a thing it still is, but the whole idea of of like augmented reality to catch Pokemon, I think it's the, the coolest thing like, I could have ever done. Like, what, what if you do this for for magic? Like, you like you have to build you, know you have to build a is? new deck, but you have to go to this like <laughs> random park in somewhere in Scotland. Yo, to I just get your elemental. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should be selling T-shirts. You know, I flew to Antarctica, and all I got was the stupid wood elemental. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would wear a variant of that actually. I would wear it proudly. Yeah. No, the Maybe thing is, we like, have next uh, magic... e merch. Right. What? It should be our next uh, <laughs> merch for Everyday Eternal. Oh, oh, EE. E. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do that. The, the, the thing, though, is about magic. I don't think magic is very cool. And I mean, not in the sense of, oh, only nerds play magic. I just feel like everything you could, like, turn into flavor wizards, especially, is not very good at creating cool things with regards to magic. Like on that note, I, I, I was I, in a bar 
uh, cubing yesterday with friends and one of the waiters like we go into this nice place often she says oh what are you doing like what's this game we said it's called magic the gathering she's like hmm it's like it's like dungeons and dragons to know it's like go- goblins and wizards she's like ah okay cool and walks off quickly <laughs> not very cool <laughs> you, you 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 explain it wrong like we usually say it's it's like chess with uh actually we don't know where do we it's go like from chess there? poker is we- what i hear a lot yeah, yeah, exactly. Chess and poker. That's that's basically a comparison. I usually I, I try to throw in Street Fighter, but that I mean, it's I, mean, I would have no idea what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that that gets you intrigued. Mm, <laughs> like if you does tell it? me this is this is just I don't know. Maybe it would suddenly get me intrigued. No, the thing is, like, I I don't know. Like, what what makes other franchises cool? At least ones that you find cool. Whereas Magic is not cool. And I think the biggest thing because I've been thinking about this a lot over the years. I the biggest thing to me, at least Magic in the last 10 years, has not been very good at not taking itself too seriously, like at, at being able to laugh about itself. I think it, yeah, I it was that. more of a thing for the game to not take itself too seriously. Like when you look back at like sets like Onslaught and stuff, I think there were, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I guess they're missing I some, think, well, the thing is there's been some really good flavor text recently. Okay, um, okay. I can't remember the examples off the top of my head, but they were pointing out in like one of our London friends chats, there was some... Like just plays on words and stuff. I think they're actually the card designs and flavor texts and names and stuff are quite clever. I'm trying to remember it, but I see what you mean. For my thing, like, so it's no secret if you listen to this show quite a lot. I've been getting into Warhammer a lot the last year year or so, and I find Warhammer like crazily cool because it's it's got this very grim, dark thing, and there's such a deep, rich lore and history that like everyone finds their little niche that they kind of relate to, and they get really, really involved in that and love it, and then they kind of like almost make it a little part of their identity with in magic you have you know a deck specialist or something or you just play control you do that but after amount of time i think a lot of people kind of grow weary of that and i found in magic you can't really become it doesn't like do the same thing to me as warhammer has where like you know you become this thick person that likes this army or this playstyle mm. and stuff it's a <clears> bit different but i think it might be because it doesn't have this deep story and lore like obviously they wrote yeah. books and stuff but it's, it never took hold and that's part of it i think do you think like would, would it change if let's say everyone played um a tribal deck you know like if if, mm. if let's say like con- control players like because control players pick the cards that are the best for control decks right but mm. they're not really flavorful because like what's an up the beanstalk you know like that card and the flavor of a up the beanstalk doing in a control deck for example it's not really control ish you know flavor wise yeah it's true it's more like like go you know it's it's more like you know if you got we got to cast a bunch of beasts and and gigantic dinosaurs and, and take advantage of that but control decks don't do that right yeah yeah and we're like i think for example like a, a a goblins deck is super flavorful but that's because there are only goblins in it and the mountains and, and you know like it kind of plays well together yeah you're totally but, right like all, right like maybe it's so hard, right? Because I think in Warhammer, you can't switch army, or like you can't uh, merge two armies, or maybe you can, I don't know. A little um, bit, but not, not really, not a huge right? crossover. But, but like you can't, you can't have like a couple Tyranids here and then a couple Space Marines and then some, mm-hmm. yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of Necrons and, and they're sitting on the same table. It, it, it's kind of it's bad, right? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't look good. Um, and it's like, like, what the hell's going on here, right? And the same thing happens in, in Magic, um, but maybe it also makes magic like a more flexible game. I think the game aspect is is fantastic in magic, mm-hmm. but given that you have so many options, you can like mix around so many things at the same time. Yeah, it just makes. I guess I guess it was the initial draw towards Commander or EDH 
because people were like very much building what, what we just talked about right like flavorful cool decks mm -hmm. like you have your commander and then that that person or whatever you pick is literally considered the literal commander of whatever you bring like the other 99 cards and, and that's kind of cool and flavorful but then over the years like when it came to like oh there's like dedicated websites and you put in your deck list and they tell you how to optimize the thing then all of a sudden it's like less of a personal expression or flavor mm. and i mean that that's the whole the whole thing about commander where it exists in this weird matrix of hey i want to have a cool deck but i also want to win sometimes at least and then that, like you get into these discussions about power levels and i think this is where commander is forever stuck now to prove your point completely i ordered some cards for a commander deck today just to play against kai in a couple of weeks because i'm going to see him and i i'm building a deck around a warhammer card because it's a card that i play in warhammer and i that's my favorite army and my favorite character in the game <laughs> so i've com been completely uninterested in commander until i said like, oh i can build one that's very personal that i enjoy from something else so it makes yeah. sense yeah it's the same for me like i, I want to say like 99 percent of commander games i've ever played were with the warhammer 40k decks like i previously had like mono green commanders but those were like french dual commanders which is like completely against the flavor of, of like original commander like that was basically cedh like seven years ago or something before it became a thing mm -hmm. uh, and yeah but by, by the way you guys is, is that like can, can can we talk about that or is that like a secret you you guys are go gonna hang out and you didn't even tell me like i literally i booked <laughs> like i'm going to the biggest trade fair in the true biggest trade fair in berlin like i almost go there every year and i was like hey cool this time you know what let, let's hang out with kai let's go for drinks or something and i plan everything around that i'm like okay i'm gonna stay here for a night and i'm gonna like make my meetings accordingly and then kai's like oh wait i'm i'm actually going to see callum i'm not even gonna be here like what <laughs> like... <laughs> we're going holiday yeah 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 we're, um we got invited by some italians from like uh, the Italian legacy players from, from, well, like, from the, the legacy scene and they were like hey we've got a we've got a house in the mountain do you want to go skiing it's like fuck yes yeah so it's going pretty sick yep. and so I'm building a commander but deck. the twist but but obviously the <laughs> twist is that it's not only skiing it's like skiing and magic yeah and food mm -hmm. and drinks at the same time at the same time oh my god that's I'm gonna take a couple of decks with me yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah but, but uh, you should play some matches like on the on on the on the track oh, put, i guess do it and put, put on twitter instagram like people freak out Dude, if you could do that it would be insane <laughs> just get some stupid pre-constructed decks lo lose all the cards yeah <laughs> like some random tigers here and there i, I can do it while so who, they, 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 they kind of fit the theme you know <laughs> which one of you is the better skier me like, easily. Who, who's the That's goblin ski patrol and who's like goblin snowman i mean this is this has been like the biggest shit show in the, in this <laughs> whatsapp group because like we don't know we don't no. know, but I have I have a I have a really positive gut feeling. That's that's all I can say for now. But the thing yeah, is, like better. Kai grew up like near the near the Alps, right? And Callum grew up in like I've I've Great been skiing. Britain. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> in the British high Highlands. I've been skiing four or five times. In your entire yeah. life? Okay. Okay, I be okay, then I beat you, I guess. But, yeah. Sorry, I have a very competitive sister, so we had to get good to beat each other very fast. Yeah, but it's it's I'm 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 racing you and not your sister. That's that's the thing. <laughs> like, like, I'm also playing magic against you and not your sister. You <laughs> what know? I mean is, even our first time, we were racing each other, so we both pushed mm -hmm. each other ourselves to like get better fast. I it's just so. like you're like oh you never taught me how to break. Well, you know that's a funny story because I mean we you had, lose. We, like, we had if to you start ourselves. to break, you lose. Yeah, yeah, we um. 
on the first day we were meant to have lessons and we got up there like 20 minutes late and the ski instructor got super pissy and shit. So we were like, you know what, whatever, we'll just do it ourselves and watch you. So for the first half an hour, we watched them to do a snowplow. So we taught ourselves and then we just taught ourselves how to do it. And then that e- that evening, there was strong winds, so we couldn't get the gondola down, but we hadn't really nailed how to stop. So I, <laughs> so I would just, we had to ski down the mountain then. So I'd go really fast and throw myself into a bush, crash, get up, put my skis back on, and then go down, go really fast, <laughs> throw myself into a bush, what do, crash. What do you mean that's not how it's supposed to work? Yeah, like how, 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 how many bushes did it take this? you? Uh, like 20. Have you ever watched like a professional skiing race? They, they have like tons of bushes in the end. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. yeah, exactly. You, you pick your favorite one. But I'm, I'm going to crush Kai. Easy. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it like here. Like I feel pretty confident, but the thing is like the last time that like, Callum and I had an argument about this and this was about legacy painter versus doomsday i felt super confident too and i i got i got slapped so <laughs> yeah. um so i don't know <laughs> what, what what kind of level runs do you do like what, i'll keep what that color? a secret for now okay i, I can't i can't tell all, all my secrets you know because okay. otherwise okay. uh okay we, we shall see we shall see there, there, there's gonna be some some footage later fine i've even got Hopefully. i've even got my own ski boots now i'm, I'm ready <laughs> wait 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 yeah so pro We're ready but <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. On Twitter, some you're going to see like see Callum and Lai both, Kai both break their legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can keep, still keep talking yeah. about it, like on the next episode, we're, we're all free. Yeah, yeah we're going to mostly stay in the area with the bushes, you know. Maybe we could awesome. um, do like a silly live stream recording in the, the place after we're really drunk. Oh, oh my God, you should. You totally should. Mm. Yeah. Like, which, which time oh no no it's when i'm, when I'm gonna be in berlin i was gonna say i'm gonna come like i used <laughs> to ski so much but i i haven't skied ever since i tore my acl because it's literally the worst for you acl but i was gonna say i'm gonna come i'm gonna record you guys but no i have to go, i have to go to the trade fair that i committed because i thought i was gonna see kai <laughs> <laughs> Hi. no honestly i really want to go there i'm gonna hang out with some people from uganda because we yeah. want to start offering uganda tours and that's even way more expensive than kenya and yeah, we we will see. It's it's gonna be amazing. Nice. I'm gonna try myself. No, it's on. Like I love going to RGB. Mm. Oh, guys, it's been an hour already. Um, are you, uh, Callum? You, you mentioned you also you haven't played a lot of Legacy lately, so, right? Yeah, like, but not just because I'm. I played LLM. So about three weeks ago, we had uh, London Legacy Month. Oh yeah, you wanted to talk about that. Um, I had a great time going one and four. <laughs> which i think is the worst thing I've ever, I've ever done at one of these things but i was playing a deck which absolutely does not deserve that record i i'm sure i played it wrong that name <laughs> <laughs> i played i played um tony scapone's like coveted jewel with four transmute artifact four copy artifact and the deck oh, you is animal. so fucking sick i am completely in love <laughs> i i know i can never play it in real life because i'm not going to buy four transmute artifact and i don't have good monoliths and stuff wait are they more than 20 euros they're now? like 300 yeah Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> but God, the deck is so fun when it goes off. You just do all the things, and I had such a nice round one. Um, shout out to Kieran who was playing. He's like a lands or sometimes cloud post, but almost always plays lands, and it's just like a horrible matchup for him because it because you have forces and bounce spells to counter spheres. And I think I killed him turn two or three through spheres and stuff. Both games, I was like, oh my god, this deck is busted, and then I just lost to everything. But <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun it was like the version with show and tell so you like show and tell in the things and the covers of jewels and you just go off like crazy and you do some crazy things um i want to play it more i played it online and like went four one in both leagues afterwards so i was like the deck felt way more powerful than like going one four at the event 
so Antonia keeps streaming it and going five O's here and there and stuff. So it's pretty good, pretty cool. So I was into that. Um, otherwise, I've just been busy with other things. My band recorded a new split at the beginning of January. So we've been like doing the mixing and mastering for that. And I've been playing lots of Warhammer, I'm afraid. So that, but. Are you, are you guys going to go on tour with like Taylor Swift? Maybe not Taylor <laughs> Swift. I, we, she asked, but we turned it down, actually. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you were too busy? Yeah, I was too busy playing uh, Cover to Jewel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she can, she can probably understand, right? She's dating. No, wait, she's not dating um, Post Malone. She's dating that Kelsey, Kelsey football, American, American football, football player. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, he, he looks like kind of like Post Malone, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. Like, I, the first time I saw him, I was like, whoa, she's like into the magic guy. Like, the creator of magic. No, almost close, close enough. I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't follow popular culture at all. And I don't listen to Taylor Swift at all. So, but, so it was an easy no, basically. <laughs> but I, I know the Shaking song. I love the Shaking song. It's actually, the Shaking song is part of my post trade fair playlist. Like I literally have a, I have three songs that I listen to once I get out of the trade fair, like in my, on my headphones at full volume, just so to come a little bit down because like for 10 hours, you're insanely energized during the trade fair because you have to like be super hype about Kenya all the time, which I guess it's pretty easy for me, but you know, uh, so what are the three songs I listen to? Um, uh, See, I couldn't name it. High Hopes. I couldn't name a Taylor High Hopes song. from Panic at the Disco then Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. And I listen to those three on repeat after every trade fair day uh, before on the way back to the hotel. Mm. It'd be kind of cool like to super. do like a, like a, not a meta game breakdown, but like a, like a music <laughs> breakdown of like, you know, like what, what do, what do people listen to? Cause, cause I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's, it's the thing like those three songs, th those have been basically my post trade fair thingy for, I want to say like five years, kind of. And it's it's almost like a ritual. Like I don't really have like what people call rituals, but that one, yeah, very much so. And that, that, that that's I always look forward to it. Like when you, when you you're finally done, you get out of the trade fair, you walk home, you're like, dude, I did so great today. And then you you just you energize yourself up, even though it's it's post. Anyway, this is this is leading nowhere. It's funny though. I think a lot of <laughs> it, it's interesting. A lot of people do have rituals of what music they listen to. So I just get obsessed with artists for weeks at a time, and I don't really have any song that I listen to after or before something. You know, I actually, I, during my super competitive times from basically 2013 to 2018, where basically my entire life was dedicated to doing well in, in legacy tournaments, which is also by far my most successful time. Uh, I always hype myself up with this playlist and it is somewhere over here and I'm gonna read it out to you because it's actually, oh, the pregame, there it is. It's called the pregame on my Spotify and I'm literally just gonna read out the songs. <laughs> Okay, first one is Lose Yourself by Eminem, then By The Way, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Seven Nations, Seven Nation Army by White Stripes, Top Thunking by Chambawamba, Pretty Fly by The Offspring, Wannabe by The Spice Girls, <laughs> <laughs> Last Friday Night by Katy Perry, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, Remember The Name by Fort Minor, and Raw by Treat. And this is what I used to listen to to focus before big legacy tournaments, and it served me very well. <laughs> it's a bit all over the place, I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Here we go. <laughs> uh, guys, anything else you guys you want to add, or do we just like meet here again in something like two weeks to discuss how I don't know something like I see mono black mid range is by far the most successful deck. That's by the way, thank you, Ally on MTGO. You played Magic, so I didn't have to. And yeah, he figured out that it had a sixty-one percent win rate, which is kind of funny, right? For years we used to say like black isn't really a color in Magic oh, anymore, crazy, like it? in Legacy. 
Yeah. Black is now. <laughs> so is it? Do you think it's second best after blue? Red is pretty good. <laughs> I think so. Red is think super so. good as well, right? But I think black is actually second best by now. Yeah. Oh, I would definitely rank black higher than red. I think. Yeah. Like wh yeah. white is probably on the on the very bottom. I think. White or green? Yeah, white or green. Yeah, which is crazy because yeah. Pro probably white. Like there's there's like white is except, just swords except removal. Fourth, it's, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's just like white is removal and that's it. Like white doesn't have any. What do you? Like, I, I'm, you sorry no, no to, I'm, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to all the death of Texas players. <laughs> hey. Okay, we'll see what it's going to be like in two weeks. Until then, if you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you leave reviews, or support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. You can also follow us on at eternalmtg on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, I want to thank you, everybody who's tuned in, who's supporting our lavish hobby of talking about Taylor Swift and everything else, uh, especially our Eternal Witness Tier supporters, Colin Garassi, Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cowper, Cassandra Davis, Dylan Shoemaker, Retro Shera, Tom Tischka, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber, and our Grizzlebrand tier, newly joined by Evan Lesser from Berlin, right? Oh my god, do we, are yeah. we boxing him? No, he could also be from San Francisco or Kinshasa or anywhere. <laughs> Uh, Scott Monroe, Tom Hepp, Kane, Ian Seifert, and Colin Oscopy. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on, everybody. See you next time, and you guys enjoy your skiing holiday. Actually, that one's going to be like a month from now, so we're going to need before, I guess. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>